All right, welcome back to this week's Borderline Raptors podcast episode, modified version today. This is our first, well, this is my first ever on my own, no kitsch, no deno. Uh, and the reason for that is we are, like I said, we're taking a bit of a modified uh, attempt at this due to some scheduling conflicts with our marketing guru, uh, Abby, which is totally okay. She is uh, wrapping things up at school and she just uh, we weren't just going to have the time to sort of dedicate a full episode from the marketing angle. So we thought, you know, a perfect time getting close to the end of the season. Uh, we will do a bit of a recap. And so what you're going to hear today really is more along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, what we thought at the beginning of the season, uh, some of our, our original feedback or reactions to the, to the start, uh, where we were around the middle of the season, sort of the all-star break, what we were thinking, the, the Lowry trade uh uh, area and then sort of the last little bit of the as we wrap up the season. So it's just really a bit of a montage of uh, you know the start of this season to where we are now, uh, and then at the end we throw in about ten or twelve minutes of uh, some of our uh, what we believe are our better attempts at what drives you crazy and some of the uh, uh, the highlights from that. So it's a quick episode where you're looking at uh, you know well under thirty five minutes or so, and uh, yeah, that's it. So with that. Uh, our modified version of the show is about to begin. All right, so before we get into our uh, modified version, I'm just going to recap a couple of uh, topic areas here for us and um, you know, sort of try and make sense of the season that, uh, that has been and is soon to be over as we sit three games outside of the 10 seed uh, going into tonight's game against the Clippers. So if we think about where this thing was at the beginning of the season, um, you know, I think our expectations were were muted. We're, you know, we, weren't really, we weren't really sure what to expect. Uh, and obviously, then we get off to that terrible. I think it was one or one and eight, two and eight start. Uh, the team's a little bit discombobulated. You know, the move to Florida clearly impacting the shortened um, off season to the compressed time to get down to uh, Tampa to have a quick training camp uh, and then start the season clearly impacted these guys far more than uh, that we could have uh, predicted or imagined. So uh, the season obviously did get off to a, a pretty rocky start, but from there, I think we they we sort of got. Uh, settled in a little bit and then teased uh, with the Raps coming back. And, you know, I think they went on a stretch there where they won seven or so 10 games to, you know, to get that, that record back to a, a 9-14, 9-15. They were coming, they were playing some some tough teams. They were playing the decent teams uh, pretty well, struggling against some of, the, some of the weaker teams. But then as the season went on, we just still sort of continued to, uh, to unravel. And then I think where it really started to unravel uh, was was some devastating losses to the Timberwolves, the Pistons, uh, the Cavaliers. Then we get hit by COVID uh, just before the All Star break. Takes us a long time to recover from that, uh, and you know, as a result, you know, we we are meandering, um, and you know, we find ourselves three games out of the uh, the ten seed today. So, you know, that's sort of a recap in, in a uh, in a nutshell as to how we got ourselves here. But I think you know, if we're going to look at a couple things, um, you know, that we probably need to to really uh, appreciate now. And we've talked about it throughout the, the pods is, you know, us losing Gasol and Serge clearly 
was a uh, you know a humongous swing uh, for us that we thought we could replace with I don't even want to say his name uh, Baines and some sort of makeshift uh, between him and uh, Boucher Boucher who's had a nice season but uh, I think what's clear now is Boucher is a is a nice piece to a team not necessarily uh, a starting center. Uh, so really the impact of losing Gasol and Urbaca all at once, uh, you know, they just hit us over the head with it. I don't think we, I don't think the fan base, well, certainly not this threesome fan base had a, a had enough of an appreciation for what those guys really brought to the table. And I think even in today's modern uh, basketball, without a prominent uh, presence in the five position, the center spot, uh, you're going to struggle. You know, this, like I said, we're one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. We're one of the worst offensive teams up against uh, opposing centers. Uh, and that has absolutely destroyed us. I think I actually do think it's the number one reason why we're not going to make the playoffs this year. So if you look at that impact, uh, it's obviously pretty massive because the team's really not that much changed, you know, throughout, uh, you know, that roster uh, prior to those two guys leaving. So uh, clearly a, a massive impact on, on that one. Uh, and then you obviously we had things were coming uh, up with the trade uh, scenarios with Norm and Kyle. And I think everyone was obviously very surprised that Kyle's still a member of the Raptors. Um, you know, so that I think changed the dynamic of, of where this team was headed. I think it actually probably took the wind out of our sails more than anything by not trading Lowry. Cause I think that's what everyone was expecting. Uh, and I think it took the wind out of Lowry sales, to be honest. I don't think he's been the same player since uh, that trade deadline. He's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, his play has been inconsistent. I know he had a great game. Uh, the other night against the Lakers, but uh, you know he hasn't been the same, and so it's it's a big question mark around that. And then with the Norm trade, I mean, I actually kind of feel bad for Norm. He, uh, from what I can tell, he's a little bit lost uh, uh, in the shuffle in Portland, uh, whereas he was becoming a very prominent, if not the most prominent piece of our of our offensive system. So, you know, the jury's going to be out on whether or not that trade uh, works out for us. Gary Trent's uh, had some key moments for us, but obviously nothing you know that we can really rest our our hats on to say, you know, Gary Trenna, is a, is he going to be a significant piece of the, in this future? So, uh, you know, that whole trade de- deadline situation, again, was just another nail in this coffin uh, of a season for us. So, uh, you know, that will shake out. And I would say the last big piece of this season that, um, you know, has really been difficult to watch is the play of uh, Pascal. And I know the numbers uh, back up that he's having a fairly solid season. I know the numbers back up that he's got career highs and assists uh, and rebounds. But I'm telling you, this is not the same Pascal Siakam that was pre-bubble. Uh, something happened to that kid going into the bubble, uh, and he's come out of it. Uh, you know, he went into it a different player. He's come out of it a different player. And then, you know, we're going to have to really, you know, I think the jury's out a little bit. We're going to have to really see uh, what he's like back in a in a regular season. Uh, in a you know in a regular city uh, wherever that may be, I'm not convinced he's a Raptor uh, starting the season next year. But whether or not I'm just talking from a career arc, I don't know that he's ever going to be back to that um, you know second team All NBA. I don't think we appreciate what second team All NBA really means. I mean that is a you are a, considered to be a top ten player for that particular season. That is no easy mountain to climb and or task to achieve. And right now, I mean, like I said, if there was you know an All NBA team. Uh, going 50 players deep, I don't know that he'd be on it. So uh, it's a pretty significant fall for him. And I just think, you know, uh, if he doesn't come back close to that level, uh, then I don't I don't know what we have. I think we've got, a again, a complimentary player. And maybe that's what he is. Maybe he's a great player when he's not the focal point. 
maybe he's a great player when the pressure is off him in a lot of other ways. Maybe he's a great player when you've got senior veteran guys like a Gasol, a Lowry, uh, and an Ibaka around him to sort of keep him in check because I think he hasn't been kept in check this year. He's had a couple outbursts, you know, a suspension, a blow up with Nick Nurse. And that's, those things are just, you know, those are red flags. Those are red flags. So it'll be that part will be very interesting. So, uh, you know, the last bit, the future, you know, what is this whole, is it obviously a tough time to be uh, uh, trying to blow up a Raptors podcast when you've got a team uh, outside the playoffs. And I would say, uh, you know, probably a fan base that's wondering what this team's going to look like in, in uh, a couple of years from now, you know, the cornerstones, cornerstones are pretty uh, obvious right now. It's Freddie, it's OG, uh, it's Boucher. Uh, and potentially Pascal. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with Gary Trent this summer. So, uh, you know, that's not a horrible cornerstone, but none of those guys are gonna um, are gonna fill the seats from a from an excitement level as far as you know if they were going to another team. You know, when people think, oh my gosh, this is, we've got the missing piece here with any one of those guys. They're nice complimentary players. I don't know that any of them have the ability to take a franchise, put it on their back uh, into a deep playoff run. So, you know, there's moves to be made here. Obviously, we've got the uh, Messiah issue sitting out there, which we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But there's definitely moves to be made if this team wants to compete again. Because when you think about what we're dealing with, the East, Nets, Sixers, Milwaukee, they're all sort of set up for for long, you know, sort of three to four year type runs for their organization, and and we're not. And uh, I think that needs to be addressed. It's gonna be tough in a in a shitty free agent year. So we'll see we'll see what the future holds, but this could be this could be a two or three year re- rebuild and I think that's really the question that has to be answered in, in the off season is uh how committed are they going to be to a rebuild or how committed are they going to be to making some trades, making some moves or if you know a guy like a Kawhi comes back on the market, uh you know are they going to go all in and try and, and do something of that of that ilk. So uh it's interesting times ahead. Uh you know, we will be here obviously through every step of the way and uh, you know, we'll have to We'll have to hope for the best as far as uh, you know next year and beyond is concerned. So with that, uh, I'm going to wrap up. Here comes the pod in a nutshell uh, over the course of the last uh, since you know the season started in December. Uh, like I said, we're going to go 15 minutes here, or so uh, 10 minutes or so on the what drives you, and then uh, and then we're out of here till next week where we all return to wrap up uh, really the tail end of this this season uh, and beyond. So uh, with that. Over to Kitchen Deno and their thoughts early part of the season. All right, so listen, Kitchen, uh, you start your feedback, your comments, and the wraps three games in. Uh, well, so game one, I, I, we, we still win game one if it's a home opener. If the Raptors fans are in the stadium in game one, I think we win that game. So I think home court without fans is is doesn't help. I think because we got such a loyal, loud, strong fan base. I think that wins wins some games that are that are a little tight down the stretch. But I am dreading this could be a long season. Um, we lost we lost the first two games to teams that we figured were going to be below five hundred, losing to the Pelicans and the uh, Spurs, which we had pegged them both to be below five hundred for the year. We do not have a finisher. We cannot close. Like and watching tonight's game, it was. Uh, it was apparently we we just in the first quarter we distributed the ball fantastic we moved it around uh, we created we got the guy an open shot at the end of the game it just became one on one every guy who took the ball down the court decided he was going to take it to the hoop and try to win it for them and none of them went in like there has Nick has to show some game film and say listen look at how we were so successful early on and look what we did at the end of the game 
and it was distinctly different how they played. And they've done that two games in a row now with it, where they blow in, they blow in pretty significant leads. Like in the second game against San Antonio, they got, they got to score nine, nothing in the end of the game and lost by five. So it's uh it's tough to watch. It is tough to watch, and and you can see the confidence waning a bit. And guys are trying to step up and say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us a win." But you got to play as a team on offense for sure. So let's let's go with Siakam corner. Let's go to Siakam corner. Siakam corner. All right, we'll just kick right off with Siakam corner. All right, end of the Warriors game. So that like the the play call to throw it to him in the backcourt and then have him come down and do a f- sort of spin fadeaway fifteen footer when he probably could have went to the hoop. Like is this our is this our answer? Are we are we are we throwing the ball to Siakam to win win every game? Like even last last night, three footer, three footer, just just sort of soft, he bricked it off the back of the rim. Um, I uh, I don't I don't I we don't have an answer down the stretch. We do not have an answer down the stretch that can uh, that seems to be able to solve uh, the issues of closing out a game or winning out a game. So that that's the that's the the one thing that's. There's a, there's a believe me there's a lot of a lot of things we can point out but that's the thing that's most glaring to me is that I still think uh, his issue is definitely between his ears uh, we I mean you and I were, were watching we commented every time he goes to the hoop I mean every time he goes to the hoop there is some sort of primal scream oh! like he's, <laughs> he has been ah! like he's been assaulted with a fishing knife. It's just, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And I think the refs have caught on to that. I think they hate it. I don't think he gets, uh, he probably hurts himself getting some calls. So like that is still, but to me, that's a sign of like, I'm going to basket and I'm hoping to get fouled. I'm hoping they're going to bail me out. It's still not enough authority uh, in his game uh, to get him all the way back to where he needs to be. But it's certainly signs uh, of progress. Now, as far as the end of the games, uh, I hated the Golden State look. Because I didn't like the play call. I mean, we talked about this tonight. This this is not all about Siakam uh, and the players. I actually think, and I hate to say it, because I do hope he is one of my dream guests for this podcast, Nick Nurse, Coach Nick Nurse. But I do think he's struggling right now. And it, it might be a combination of what we talked about last week. He's just not comfortable with the squad he has. But I think he's really fighting trying to figure out lineups. I don't know what you think about that. But I, I think he's really fighting it. And it it's just such an inconsistency to guys' minutes, rotations. And that... That can't be good. Yeah, current state, just quickly, if you recall when I was on the pod three weeks ago, I talked about the Raptors' resurgence was all about defense, right? They had a five-game skid where they played the – they beat the Bucks twice, they beat Minnesota, and they tied Philly uh, 1-1. So they had a 4-1 and one kind of clip there, and their, their defense was amazing, right? 14.5 points less than what that team averaged. Of course, when you go and lose three players – Defense is the first thing that goes. Yeah, your offense is going to hurt, but your defensive schemes are going to get smoked. And, of course, during this five-game skid, they're like 12 points um, over a game. So the if an opponent usually scores 110, they're scoring 122 against us, right? It's really killed us. So um, with our guys coming back, I think I think we're okay. But I, I think we're we got to wait a couple more days here, too. Like, I, I, I think, you know, with Freddie – actually coming out and saying he had COVID and stuff like he's not going to be right for for a couple of weeks. Right. Like I think, I think we're in trouble for, for another couple of weeks here. Yeah. Kitch your, uh, your thoughts. Oh, these past two games, I think are the worst games we played in a long time if ever. 
It was horrific <laughs> to watch. Ever. Hang on, hang on a second. We were twenty-two and sixty one year. We were twenty-two and sixty. Yeah, I think that team was better than this. I was, it was shocked. Like so, these these past five games, and you look at this, and you look at the players that came off the bench. So the guys who, who usually come off the bench, they were given the opportunities to step up and show the coaches, hey, look at me, I've got something. You got, you should feel comfortable putting me in. You should feel comfortable playing playing me in the playoffs. I'd have to say, not one, not one player came off that bench and let the coaches sort of say, hey, that, that guy's, look at him. He's playing really well. Everybody who came off the bench stunk. We, the guys who gave up the bench the last game went six for 31. So if you take out you take out Boucher and you, and you take out Lowry, Baines, and Powell, which are the other starters, the rest of the team went six for 31, 19% from the field. That's, that's fucking awful. That is okay. awful. All right, first of all, you're yelling. You're yelling. <laughs> I'm fired up. I'm, 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 I'm annoyed. Wow. I'm annoyed with how bad they play lately. And the fact that hey. we are, we're, we're going to come back. When we get to the play. We get the playoff run at the end of the season. We're going to come back and we're going to look at this and we're going to say, man, those four or five games, we could have, we could have used one or two wins in that, in that stretch. Okay. Okay. Guys, calm down. You name a team, name a team right now. You take out three starters who would actually go and possibly win a game. We, we should have beat Atlanta. We gave that one away, but like, like, were we expecting to win these games guys? Like, well, but were, hey, like not but to Dan, win, but that, show up. Like, show but Dan, up that's not Kitch's point. Win. Like, I hate to, yeah. you know, I hate to agree with Kitch. Thank you, but, thank you, Dave. Uh, thank you. But that is to Kitch's point. He's absolutely right. Here's a moment for a, a Davis, a Watanabe, who we kind of had high hopes for. Bembry, actually, I think he's the best of the bunch. Uh, but everyone, else, like, I agree. Everyone that had a chance to sort of get some meaningful minutes did like nobody delivered. Even my boy Watson, who I still like, by the way, I think he's, I oh. think he's actually he's a gem. But they just don't know oh. how to use him yet. But uh, nobody. So I think that's the disappointing part. Yeah. Were we expecting to win the, maybe one or two? But the point is, it's like it did not give you any hope that this team, that there's any part of this team you're going, OK, we're going to build off some of that. Those bench players. Like It, it, it was it was. Uh, yeah, it was awful ish to watch. What do you want to see Kyle Lowry's relationship with the Raptors be? And, and we know you're heading into free agency. That can mean a whole bunch of different things. Like, do you self, see yourself retiring as a Raptor? Do you see yourself? I will, uh, listen, I would say this. I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. I say, you know, that, if I'm here, if I, get, I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. Uh, you know, that uh, one-day contract, hey, whatever happens. The Woj has now reported Lowry staying in Toronto. Really doesn't make any sense. But it makes less sense in the, in the context of trading Norm. Why, why do we, Deno, why do we trade Norm? Well, they must know he's leaving. Right, or they can't sign them. Or if you look at our, I'm just looking at our at our cap room, right? If we if we sign a, another guy for four years for 80 million, like in three four years we're in trouble. So at least this Trent guy, he's a restricted free agent. We can probably sign him for you know three or four years. I'm not saying it's a Norm Powell salary, but it's got to be just money. Like it's money. Like Powell Powell fit in really well. Everyone loved him, but you can't you can't keep all your guys, right? So. Yeah, well, except except we can keep all our guys in theory, right? I mean, we lost Gasol and Abaka, right? We cleared up uh, Kawhi's space with the hopes of signing Giannis to thirty-five million. Like we have a, a ton of cap space at the end of this year. My guess, so one of two things is my, uh, and I'll throw it to you, Kitch. But either he was told them, "I'm not. It doesn't matter what you do. I'm not resigning," which I can't imagine he would say that because we're the we're the team that can offer him the most amount of money. Or he said, yeah, I will resign, but it's going to cost you X. And we said, well, we're not paying that. 
Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think I think it's it's got to come down to they're running the numbers in some scenario, and they can't figure out they can't figure out how this salary that Norm's going to require can meet what they what they are willing to pay. But I tell you, and I'm, I'm with you, Bart. Like he he was our he was the guy that we counted on scoring the most the last five ten games. We we actually thought, okay, Norm's going to get us uh, twenty plus a night, and uh, he, like he's he was our guaranteed twenty guy. Where I can't. I can't put that tag on any other Raptor. Van Fleet has, has, has been picking up a bit recently, but, but he's the guy that can get us a 20 point. And we're giving that up for a guy that can get us 12 to 13. Hmm. Well, 15, uh, 15. He's the average is 15. Hold up. This is, uh, you know, for an eight man rotation, what are the next, what are the next uh, four in that rotation? I think we need to put scores in. We need, we need to get guys who can score the ball. And, uh, so I, I, my verdict's out on the on the last guy would between Flynn or Thomas, but it's one of those two. Um, and I'm don't I don't I don't I don't care if I ever see Powell again in my lifetime. What, bro? What are you talking about, man? All I'm saying is that, like that that Siakam trade killed us. I'm sorry, the the Siakam signing, signing. like thirty six million in two thousand twenty three. 34 million in 2022. Freddie's 22 million. OG 17. Like you can't just keep adding, like putting 20, 20 million on that when there's a, when there's a cap right now. We do have the, um, because, because we have his rights, we can go, we can go higher and stuff, but sooner or later, like it, it's going to catch up to you. So they must have just said he's not going to, like if they're, if they're keeping Lowry, what's, what's Lowry going to want for three years, guys? Well, like, right. Mean, I- like, my guess it's going to be one and one, right? It'll be a one and one deal with Lowry, and it's going to have to be a significant. I, I'm assuming they had that conversation too. That says, "Kyle, we're not trading you. Will you resign?" He must have said yes. They must have said, "Well, we're going to pay you X for that," and he must have said, "Okay." Like, well, Lowry also uh, said that he wherever he went, wherever he wound up, if he got traded, he wanted 25 mil a season for at least two years, maybe three years. Thank you, producer Mike. Always the, the only person with real value add on this pod. Um, you know where it would have been great to do the pod from today? Inside Masai's uh, hotel room would have been great to do the pod from there today. Because I really want to know what the fuck bolts. just happened. <laughs> I really want to know. Like, none of this makes any – what are we now? Like, what are we with Gary Trent? So we're a slightly lesser version of what we were last night, right? So we're, that's, that's what we are. One week later. So, kids, uh, you're going to kick things off here with uh, what you've seen since the Thursday trade deadline. Uh, it is uh, awful. Two years ago, we are we are NBA champs. Two years ago, to this, one of the I I I say we're one of the worst teams in the league right now. How like wow have the mighty fallen in such a short period of time? And, and the thing is, they don't even look like they they really give a shit anymore. The passion's gone. The hustle's gone. Honestly, look like a bunch of guys who really don't even want to be there. Like, and and I look at I look at like when, like and I we'll get back we'll get in this later on. But you look at Lowry. Like I I think Lowry he had his mind made up. He was he was leaving. He goes I'm I'm leaving. And, and so he's back. I, so I don't think he I don't think he really wants to be there because he got teased. He's gonna have a, a player's player's chance to play somewhere else. Um, you watch Siakam. You if you watch Siakam, watch the game tonight. Watch Siakam on defense. He does not run back to play defense anymore at all. So I looked at that the last game that ate at me. So yeah, I think uh, I think uh, and Trent, uh, 
His numbers, like how how's, how's excited is he to be in Toronto? He's on a team in Portland. He's got a chance now. He's in Toronto. I know his dad played here, but he is uh, he's underperformed, I would say, since he came out and, and the COVID issues. So it's just, I got nothing. I got nothing that excites me. I might watch a movie tonight. I might just decide to watch, a movie. watch the game. Okay, well, well, listen, that's uh, that's certainly a way to kick it off. Uh, Deno, you, this is your chance. You, you want number two. Here you go. Yeah, I have a different perspective. Okay, uh, here we kitchen. go. Like, here we go. You know, like, like always. And what, the last couple of days I've been thinking, as I get older, how do you leverage experience from other things that have happened to you in your life and bring it into other and other things like the pod and the raptors and I have this analogy. Just before you, just before you continue, am I going to throw up listening to this? Just, I'm curious. No, you won't. Okay. No, you won't. Because there's a dry heave coming here. But go ahead. Yeah. So, so like when I when I think back to my to my dating days, you know, my (laughs) my single days and stuff, like think about Michael last pod going on a date and stuff. Like sometimes you need a break from each other. Like sometimes need a break. And like, I was watching that raps game, the last raps game. I was so angry. I was, I was so angry watching the game. And I said, you know what? I actually need a week off. I need to kind of stop watching the Raptors. I, I need my space. I need to see other teams. I need a week off from the Raptors. Cause I'm so upset. Bart. I haven't been this upset in a while. <laughs> I'm very upset. So I need a week off. That's what I what I'm gonna do. Meanwhile, by sheer coincidence. After the pod last week, once again, you guys pissed me off. You guys made me angry. I got back to my house and I was pissed off. You know what I'm pissed off at? OG. You guys yeah, trash OG. All you guys needed was for Kitchen or Bart to start trashing OG. Since you trashed them last week, 20 points per game. And I want to have a discussion. I want to have that discussion you guys brought up. Who would I take, OG or the toothpick Boucher? I want to have a conversation around that because you guys don't respect him. I'm not a huge OG fan. So I actually I don't have to think about that based on, based on how I'm making oh, my team together. Guys, OG's not 28. OG's 22. I know. Listen, but that's oh. again. It's not an age discussion. Yeah, we're not saying you're signing these guys. You, Who you do you want to keep for three years or four years? Yeah, but Deno, we sign these guys for four years at a time. They're not lifetime contracts they're getting from us. Twenty-two. I'm just saying. Right? Like, I'm I'm with Kitch on this one. Like I don't. Well, you guys like, are usually wrong, so I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's the bottom line right there, Bart. <laughs> you're usually wrong. That was on lockdown. That was on lockdown. The guy's 22, and you guys go, what, what, what does age matter? Well, who has more upside? Who has more upside, OG or the toothpick? Go ahead. Can he, just, can he just close his mouth and look like he knows what's going on, though? Can he just, no. Can he just do that? No, no. He's like Terrence Ross that way. He just looks yeah, like he's, 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 he's on the, uh, the Draymond Green tree of open mouth breathers. Uh, which, by the way, just, uh, as a total aside, open mouth breathing is terrible for you. There's a whole book on it now about how to breathe. You're supposed to, everyone's supposed to breathe with their nose, just so you know. That's a separate topic. Uh, all right. Listen, I agree. Since we uh, disparaged him slightly, OG's had a nice week. He's had a, oh, he's had a nice week. My producer Mike put his OG. He's got his OG shirt. Um, 
He's had a nice week, but I don't know if a nice week makes you a an all star, which you're professing to. I okay. You always say to me, Deno, that's not what I'm saying. I didn't say OG was an all star. My question was: You guys defending defending Boucher like he's the second coming? He's going to be oh, he's going to be in our plans, but he's going to play 14 minutes a game and all this all this crap, this crap you guys brought last week, and now I'm bringing it to you, OG. Well, this Dental. year, Kitch, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm talking. Sorry, OG sorry. this right, year, 16 points, 16 points a game, six rebounds, two assists, 40% from three, and he's their shutdown guy. He defends their top player every game. What does Boucher do? He gets run over. Yeah, he gets a couple swats and stuff. He gets run over on defense. And you guys made it sound like they're equal. They are not even the same basketball court. Boucher, YMCA, and my man is in the NBA. What drives you fucking crazy? I was assembling um, a battery-operated truck that I got for my uh, for Nash, my three-year-old, and I was thinking to myself, who put these freaking instructions together? Like, when you could, if you're going to go do instructions. Get someone who doesn't know how to build something to actually do the instructions. There were arrows pointing everywhere. There was like six different products. They go, was your product A, B, C, D, or E? Or is it a one drive, two drive? It had all this shit on it. And I'm going, this is crazy. So I go to YouTube, can't find it, whatever. So what drives me crazy, it's like anything. Get someone who doesn't know how to assemble stuff to go build the instructions so that anyone including myself can actually build it so part that drives me crazy my next one so for those that joined the pod three four weeks ago i always give some rental rental story updates so i talked about oh, this kentucky russ kentucky russ liked it yeah so i talked about this this water issue i had with the previous tenant where the city called me saying now i i take over um his outstanding water bill and i, I couldn't believe it so my tenant went and paid up what he owed and there, there's this extra like five, six hundred bucks that happened after he left. And we, we don't know what it is. So the city goes, we'll bring someone over to kind of go and test to see what happened. And we'll get back to you. So the city goes and sends me a bill. Sends me a bill for the test. And they didn't give us results yet. And I'm going, okay, if the results come back and it's, and it's your fault, right, or whatever, like how's this work? So I got a bill for $200, $200 bill to go test what the issue is. And, <laughs> and, they, and they haven't told me yet, is it our fault or my fault? And I'm going, what is this? Like, how is this run? I don't understand it. What drives me crazy? All right, here we go. The, uh, the COVID distribution and whole vaccine distribution in in uh in canada is your home country so we are are going we are apparently ontario our whole province is going into a lockdown potentially starting tomorrow they got like a stay-at-home lockdown so we're back to basically we're at square one we're getting vaccines coming in so they're only distributing two-thirds of the vaccines coming in so they for uh, they don't even have a plan in place to get them all distributed properly when when they do come across and then I, I'm looking around and, and I'm, I'm looking around the world, more so the U.S. The U.S. has 
on Monday of this week, they opened the vaccination up. And I, I'm looking at Florida. That was a place I was looking at. They opened up the whole state to anybody over 16 can get a vaccine. Go on there, register, anybody over 16. We are still at 70. 70-year-olds are getting it now. 60s can register, but the 60-year-olds are still, are still, I'm not sure they're getting their appointments or they're just starting their appointments. But to think of that, we're at 60 to 70 and, the, and other parts of the world are at 16. Oh, Canada, government, get your shit together and get this thing going. <laughs> Driving me crazy. Uh, all right, mine's uh, quick. Here's the deal. If you are driving and you have to make a left-hand turn and you're at a stoplight, that stop, and that stoplight has the color green on it, which means you can go. But I get it. If there's oncoming traffic, you don't want to go. Totally understand that. However, nothing stops you from pulling out to the middle of the intersection to get ready to make the left-hand fucking turn. Standing back at the white line behind everything, waiting, 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 waiting for then the light to turn yellow and then ultimately turn. I don't think people know this. It's going to ultimately turn red, which means you can't go then. The number of times it happens to me where that person doesn't pull out and then they don't end up making the turn on that light because there's too much traffic the whole way time. You always pull out. You always, always, always pull out. And if that light goes red, you're in the middle of the section. Guess what? Everyone realizes you're about to go. I love it. It's unbelievable the number of times that's happened to me. We're on that second car because I'm a believer in it's a two-car go, mm-hmm. right? You pull out the car behind you, and you're both making that light. No, nope, not here. Yeah. Not where I live. I love that yeah. part. That's that's right in my alley. That's right in my camp. Bro. You're coming to my side with that one. That's a good one. Oh, well, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. it's crazy. Who doesn't do that? People who does not pull out? People who drive 90 in the first lane in the 401. Those people. Those <laughs> people who do it. Bert, can you get like some real issues? Like this that's is... a great issue. I love that Come one. That's a, on. that is, I love that's that a real one. world issue. I love that's it. an everyman's that issue. That one drives right me there. crazy, Bart. I love that one. Yeah, thank you. Thank well, you. Well, you two are kind of married, so I don't think those <laughs> issues uh, are, are relatable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, we're out of here. Uh, Dana, why don't you take us? Why don't you take it away this week? Take it away, quack. <laughs> Kawhi up top looks at the clock turns the corner for the win